Hello, everyone. My name is Brennan Moore. That noise you're hearing is my ventilator. And welcome to a larger world. Presented by Page Turners, they were not my Star Wars podcast. Today, we are going to continue to catalog the weapons of the Star Wars saga. Today, with the Empire Strikes Back. All right, there's not a lot to add. We see a lot of the weapons that we were introduced to in A New Hope. The Stormtrooper Blasters, Han's trusty DL-44. But we are introduced to a few new interesting models. Now, because there's so few added here, Let's begin by talking a little bit about some of the too large to be handheld weapons that appear in the Empire Strikes Back. Now, I don't know all the names. I've got them here in front of me, but I'm not going to bore you with the numbers and the names. So we got the gun emplacements at Echo Base. There are the tall white ones with the swiveling top. And then there are the ones that look like deflector dishes. Like, you know, like dish TV. That also are used to fire at the incoming Imperial forces. The armor on the ADATs is too strong for these conventional weapons. And we see a lot of destruction and mayhem. We also see the ion cannon. Now here's a piece of hardware that actually works to the rebels' advantage. The ion cannon would fire at an incoming Star Destroyer. And as we saw, knock it out of the way. Ion cannons disable the electronics on board a spaceship, thus causing the Imperial Star Destroyer to be disabled enough for the rebel transport ships to escape. That's really what the Battle of Hoth is. General Riken buying time for the rebels to escape. So those are the gun emplacements that we see. The dish looking one and the other turret, um, well, I guess they're not very useful, so I wouldn't want to own those. But the ion cannon, heck yes. Heck yes, I would want to own an ion cannon. 
All right. And in terms of other gun emplacements or things like that, we don't really see any. Except one last one that I want to bring up that is important. And this is one where I actually know the name off the top of my head. And that is the E-Web Repeating Blaster. Or Heavy Cannon, I suppose. The E-Web Heavy Repeater Cannon is what this what the snow troopers were trying to set up to fire at the Millennium Falcon. The Falcon's gun turret got them, though. But that was not the last we'd see that E-Web heavy repeater. It reappeared in the second-to-last episode of Season 1 of The Mandalorian in which Moff Gideon had his and fire at the Bounty Hunter Guild building where Nando, the child, and the other characters were hiding from the Empire. Or should I say Moff Gideon's Empire? We saw the E-Web in action, and it's a doozy. And, as Moth Gideon pointed out, the E-Web was used a lot on Mandalore. The implication being that there was a great slaughter of the Mandalorians during the days of the Empire. That's a story yet to be told. So those are my thoughts on the stationary, quote-unquote, stationary weapons. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about the handheld weapons. See you in a minute. Okay, we are back. Um, we begin by seeing the rifles used by the rebel soldiers in the trenches on halls. Uh, there's really not much to say. They're not very... They're kind of nondescript, I think. Later down the road, we get introduced to a particularly infamous weapon, and that is Boba Fett's blaster carbine. It's as interesting looking as the armor of Boba himself. The blaster carbine has a long, um, I guess you would call it a stock. And the nozzle of the gun itself is kind of short. But it's very iconic looking, and we see it in action. And it looks like it's it's quite a sight. As he uses it on Luke, 
missing loop but almost hitting him. Attempts to use it in the carbon freezing chamber. But Darth Vader reaches over and thrusts Boba's arm down so he doesn't fire. Interesting, uh, Sith Lord getting involved there. But that blaster from Boba Fett is just as iconic as Boba's look. Now we know, of course, we're turning the Jedi what happens to that blaster. And then, of course, we get, I think, my favorite. And that is the pistols used by the Cloud City Wing Guard. Very elegant, very long-barreled. Very nice. I really like the look. I definitely want to own one of those. And that really is it, as far as handheld weapons are concerned in the Empire Strikes Back. Of the stationary weapons, the ion cannon I'd like. And of the handheld weapons, the Cloud City pistols I would like. So there's kind of a dearth of weaponry in the Empire Strikes Back. The Empire Strikes Back is not an action-heavy movie. And, um, but I really enjoy the look of everything that is in the movie. The production designer, Norman Reynolds, deserves a lot of praise. Having done the art direction for the original trilogy, which he was, which he won the Academy Award for the first film, and was nominated for the two others: production design, costume design. All of it is first rate, and the weapon design is no exception. So those are my thoughts. My name is Brennan Marr. That noise you're hearing is my ventilator, and thank you for tuning in to a larger world presented by Tate Turner's They Were Not My Star Wars Podcast. May the Force be with you.